The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription... It's more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 11th, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, what this cigar industry needs is big cigars and more taxes. Say what? Is that what would save the brick-and-mortar cigar industry? That and a surprise, triumphant return of the fastest-selling cigar in history. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. It's the Barry Free Edition. Now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. How roomy. It's the first class edition. Is roomy here. It's like Swing around. We're, we're flying first class today, huh? <laughs> Look how much room. It's like when you're flying first class and no one takes the seat in the middle. That's what mm. this is. You mean regular class and nobody takes a seat in the middle? No, no, no first class because, well, I've flown. There is no mi- middle if you're flying first class. Where was two. it? You and I flew together where there was, we were in the front row and there were three seats. Yeah, it was probably maybe just jet blue and there were three seats. And oh, all Nobody right. took the middle. And what you do on the jet blue flight is you pay for the extra legroom. And if there's two of you flying, you take the window and you take the aisle. So somebody's actually going to have to pay extra to take the middle seat. And they don't do it. And they don't do it. If, they, if it's not a full plane, that's the one that's going to be empty because you paid extra. Now you got first class. You lift up the, the little thing <laughs> in between, and you're flying like we are right now. First class all the way. No Barry Stein today. And we'll be getting to that later on, but first... I'm, I'm actually these cigars. I'm a little nervous because we didn't confirm the ring gauge on this would work with the cutter that we have. Ah. So we may be we may be using the flip out bullet punch in my commissioner over here. All right, just in case <laughs> because this is the big boy. Yeah, it is. Uh, the big boys are part of the Cigar Authority care package and are giant ring gauge cigars that are blended at Las Palmas, the factory owned by cigar maker Hochi Blanco. In the Dominican Republic, they are dark, delicious, and mild to medium beauties with a Maduro wrapper over Dominican binders and fillers. They sell right now for $3.99 to $4.99 per cigar, and the size we are smoking is the 5x70. It sells for $3.99 per cigar, or $24.99 when you buy by the 7-count bundle, a savings of $3 or just over 12% off the single price. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar that carries them, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two. GuysCigars.com. Look at this bad boy, huh? Three ninety-nine. We're talking value, right? If that's what you're looking for. Look at the wrapper on how toothy, right? There's, like sandpaper. There's some tooth to this. A lot of tooth. 
lot of lot of wrapper, lot of uh, lot of cigar. I'm gonna say this might be the first quadruple cap. That's a lot of cap up there. There's enough to make a wrapper around the next cigar we're gonna smoke just in the cap. A lot of cigar. All right. Is this going to fit? Let's see. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, <laughs> tradition, and excellence. Excellence. It's not fitting. It's not fitting? If I push hard, I can see. get a little shave. I got it. Well, I got it. Uh, I got it. I had to break out uh, my keychain emergency punch and do a multi-punch on it. What is that, six punches? I got oh, yeah. it. It's impressive. I got it. Look at that was just on the yeah. first cut. I had good. to do two cuts. Nothing. I had to push really hard on the second one. Now, I'm uncomfortable with this immediately. No, you're not. <laughs> it's, it's not normal. So. The, the draw is, because of the ring gauge, the draw is almost too effortless. But uh, a little barnyard. What do you got going on there? I got Rudy texting me. <laughs> yeah? Rudy. Does he know that we're doing a show? Yes, uh, he well, does. If anybody he's, knows. He's lonely in the chat uh, room, he says, he says, you didn't quote Step Brothers at the top of the show. There's so much more room for activities. There is. <laughs> You're right, Rudy. You're right. Now, that is your go-to move right there. Uh, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Commissioner. The Vertigo Commissioner features two jets that are angled slightly so you get pinpoint accuracy on the light, not that you need it on a giant ring gauge like this. You'd think you'd go with the four jets on something like this. <laughs> 70 ring gauge. There's a uh, flip-out bullet punch for those of you who love a bullet punch on your 70 ring gauge cigars. And uh, it's single action, so when you press the igniter, the lid pops back. And I love this lighter because the lid covers the jets so when you have it in your pocket you don't get all the schmuckus from your pocket jammed inside your jets keeps it nice and clean so what is a 70 ring gauge a ring gauge is 1 64th of an inch across the cigar so this is 70 64ths which is an inch and about a quarter inch and a quarter across which means you have to open your mouth up to an inch and a quarter unless you're going to kiss the cigar and smoke it that way but I we don't like that at all. We don't do I that. I want to put it into my mouth, touching yeah, my teeth. You do. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the part of Barry Stein today will be Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's big. I don't know if it's uncomfortable. It's big, but even, it's uncomfortable. Even uh, wrapping your fingers around it. I, I mean, have it's very big. large hands, so and it, it I seems don't have an issue. Like I tell you now, 60 ring gauges ain't that bad. And it used to be bad, a 60 ring gauge. Too big. Not so much anymore, but a 70 is ridiculous. I uh, accidentally smoked a 60 ring gauge the other day. The new Placencia uh, Alma Kappa yeah. hit. Yeah. And uh, it hit actually last week. And I had some other cigars I was smoking, wrapping up for from Cigar Journal. So early this week, I was able to light that up. And I just grabbed the 60 because it looked like a Toro and went up to the register and rang it out. And I was halfway through the cigar before I realized, holy crap, I'm smoking a 60 ring gauge. But you're going to accidentally figure this one. Though. You'd figure this out pretty yeah. quick. So I got some spices already in the nose. How do you get spices in the nose? You don't put it through your nose. I don't know. It's just very aromatic. 
Get Early a little, spicy notes. Yeah, a little spicy graham cracker. Barry's yeah, that's not happening, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> Barry's not here. He tasted coffee. Did he? Yeah. He did. <laughs> he did. <How> did he? <laughs> is he on the chat box? No. How would you even know? You don't even have your laptop I think open. He, is he out fishing? Or what, what is he doing? Does he fish? He, he tried once, and I think he caught something. It may, maybe the flu or something. But <laughs> the, he, or the herpes? Yeah, caught, <laughs> caught a buzz maybe, something. Yeah, I'm sure he caught a buzz. Barry is drinking right now, and it is uh, noon somewhere. It's noon here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so big cigars are big value. That's what's happening right now. That's the belief of the consumer. So why is it a good value? Well, I'll say this, that... Um, when you're getting into overly thick cigars like this, you do, and we basing it on Christian Aroa's theory of a puff is a puff. You get an awful lot of puffs out of a thick ring gauge cigar. So for not that much more money, you get a much longer smoking time, and there's your value. Instead of lighting up two cigars, you can light up one, and this will probably get us two hours anyways for right. a five-inch cigar. We could smoke this cigar the whole two hours of the show. I'm sure we're not going to do that, but regular people do. And look at the value at $3.99. $4 cigar, two hours, that is $2 per hour. Okay, so there's the value of what it is. What other cigar can you get $2 an hour out of? Maybe a long $2 cigar, but it's not going to be a very no, good. No. There's no such thing as a good $2 cigar, right? No, there isn't. Th those days are gone. Here we have one. This is a $2 an hour cigar. The problem is you have to put your mouth around it. Now, this week uh, we had Mr. Saka come visit us, and he had me smoke that Todos Las Dias, which I have done now. I've taken care of that. I have smoked it. <laughs> And we don't have to do this again. I will say, Dave came in the next day, and I was like, wow, you look like crap. And he <laughs> I goes, I didn't sleep I at didn't all. sleep a wink last night. That damn cigar <laughs> kept me up all night long. Yeah. I, I was itching. I was <laughs> jittering. It was like crazy. It was crack. Why does his, why does his pain I, I heard give me Dave so much pleasure? I heard talking to Steve the next day. And why he, was I itching? He, uh, well, we'll get to that okay. later. But um, Dave was talking to Steve. And I heard him saying, well, yeah, I finally smoked it. I smoked it in front of my people. I said, Dave, they all saw you melting into the seat yeah. while he was, he was in front. Oh, yeah. But I did it. I took it like a Scratching his arm like, a, like yeah. he was a meth addict. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Do you think that's a nicotine reaction wow. with the Wow. I was nicotine poison, actually. Yeah. It was way too much. Was that I had your been smoking all day, and I backed it up with a cigar after that. A Mikerita, right? Yeah. yeah. That was oh, foolish. no, the Umbagog. Umbagog, yeah. which I had never smoked the Umbagog yep. before. Nor the Totus Last Dia, so it's like, okay, I got to do both of these things. <laughs> but the one he gave me was the big, thick one. The thing is, it had the 107 tip. It's the Yeah, it's the grand console mold on yeah. that one. So 60 ring gauge on one end, and then it tapers down. You can, you could get a decent cut at about a 54 on that. Yeah, so it's tapered down right. so you could have the tapered part. That, we would. that one's a unique bellicoso because it doesn't come to a point like you normally would see. It, it kind of comes to this blunt, rounded end. Yeah, that's the double-wide bellicoso. I, I got the, yeah, this is going to creep up on you. As soon as I lit it, it blew my head <laughs> off. It's going to creep up? That ain't no creep. I smoked it this week because you were complaining about it, and it really wasn't that bad. Now I have to say. This is part of my sales pitch. I tell people how I dislike it so much, <laughs> and everybody is 
I gotta say, right. I, I I smoke much slower now when I know the cigar is strong. So I was taking a puff every minute, minute and a half, and I got through it no problem. It was very sweet, very chocolatey. Not one that I would want to smoke like uh, I'm gonna smoke a Connecticut shade. And even Ed Sullivan, who likes the full-bodied stuff, stuff, that's a ten out of ten, right? Oh yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's there. And the small size is an 11. It goes up to 11. Yeah, I ended up. Just one more. Because he was here, I ended up smoking. He had given us a couple, so I smoked the few that he gave us, and then I smoked the other ones that we didn't get from him. And I saved the little Corona for it's, last. I think they call that the half Churchill. The half that. Churchill? Yeah. It was as pepper forward a cigar as I have ever smoked. If you can imagine licking a hot and like a 7 or 8 out of 10 jalapeno pepper through the whole cigar like every puff was just like licking the freshly cut end of a jalapeno now Ooh. is it like the peppers if you touch it you don't want to head to the bathroom immediately after did you analyze that at all i no i did not i did not touch myself after smoking don't the touch cigar. your eye don't touch your ba eye i think you had me confused again with barry he's the one who has the <laughs> well you're crush sitting on closer to me now steve Saka yeah. and uh, skip martin speaking of which i did um the thing you say not to do all the time. I did it this morning. Lit end in the mouth. Oh. <laughs> I did it this morning. Was that after the cookie overdose? It was. I overdosed on cookie on the snack authority this morning. I went through a dozen uh, different cookies and uh, found our favorite. If you want to see uh, that episode, go to the snack authority and uh, catch that podcast. And we got down and dirty with the cookies. I heard you had milk as well. We did. I, I had two glasses of milk, ice cold, and none of that 2%, 1% crap. It's the whole milk. You could have painted with it. It was thick and delicious. <laughs> thick and milky? It was. Was it milky? Creamy. But just like on this show, you, we got somebody on there that refused to drink the milk. Really? Yeah. So you got to catch the episode. You'll see what it's about. All right. Anyway, so back to the big cigar value. That is what is uh, thought that there's value in bigger, thick cigars. Uh, and if you do that ratio of the amount of time you spend smoking a cigar, I guess it comes true. Um, the problem is you got to actually put that cigar in your mouth. Um, I've done some testing on customers, and because we have a Stogie Points thing here that we keep track of all the customers and things here, I was able to look at um, customers who were typically buyers of a 6x50 years ago and see what they smoke today, and they're on the 6x60. And waiting for a couple of those people to come in, I talked to them and asked them face-to-face -face of, I saw you used to always buy Toros. Now you're always smoking 60 ring gauges. What, what is that? And they pick both of them up and they put them beside each other. Look how much more I get for just a little bit more money. It's value. Right. Value is what it comes down to. I believe with bigger ring gauge cigars, it is a better value to the customer. Therefore, that's why they smoke them. Now, as far as flavor happens with it, I think it gets muted. You get a lot, an awful lot more filler tobaccos in there, which tend to be on the neutral side flavor-wise. They will be aromatic. You're going to get a better aroma, perhaps, out of a thicker ring gauge. but Lower priming, more aromatic tobacco. Yeah, you're not going to get more flavor. You, because you could not put higher primings tobacco inside this is a filler or would not burn. You could put an awful lot of high primings in this. In the center of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would burn. Unfortunately, we already lit our cigar to look inside to see what it is, but it's burning well. I don't think. I don't uh, see a lot of Lajero on this ending. Oh, we all get, right. We get a, about 50 ring gauge on the cut there. <laughs> so maybe more. Well, that's what it comes down to when it comes to value. Now, that's the consumer. The consumer right now looks for value. That's what's happened over the past years. Uh, I think there's a trend turning the other way, and we're going to get to that in the next uh, hour. But um, that's what's happening with the consumer. When it comes to um, the manufacturer, uh, what's happening with them right now is the manufacturer seemed uh, very happy at the trade show, right? We were saying that the yep. manufacturer seemed happy. Part of that happiness was that they saw the uh, pushback of the warning labels that ended up happening in the hope, the light at the end of the tunnel, that premium cigars may get exempt. It's possible. Premium cigars, which you, you would think that it was an impossibility, but it looked like we're going in the right direction to premium cigars getting exempt from FDA regulations. Uh, then Altria drops the bomb, and that whole feeling has been changed as recently. Also with the IPCPR, talking to lots of retailers that were there, they seemed very, very happy, more happy than they've ever been. Usually complaining, and this is what's happening in the industry, and blah, blah, blah. You'd hear all these complaints, but they seemed very happy. And in talking to them, one of the reasons they seemed to be very happy was more taxes. What? Which is how obscure was this? But that's what it came down to, which got me to the subject of uh, what I wrote up here. Is cigar retailers believe more taxes will solve everything, and they actually might be right. Sales taxes... I'm as confused as you are, Walter. ...are rate differentials in, which induce consumers to shop across borders or buy online. The decision in South Dakota versus Wayfair was a victory for brick-and-mortar retail businesses that have long complained that they uh, are put at a disadvantage by having to charge sales tax while many online competitors do not. This is uh, something that has gone through uh, the court system, and it says now that if the state wants the money, therefore the mail-order company, the online company, will have to charge state-to-state. Online sales will now be subject to tax if the state agrees, and they will. Well, it'd be crazy not to. Here's why. 45 states in the District of Columbia's, Columbia collect statewide sales tax. Also, local city and county taxes are collected in 38 states. Five states with the highest average combined tax and local sales tax rates are Louisiana at 10.2, Tennessee at 9.46, Arkansas at 9.41, Washington 9.18, Alabama 9.10, between 9 and 10 percent. It's some serious money, especially when you're buying boxes of cigars at $200 a box, sure. right? Yeah. Five states have no statewide sales tax. It's Alaska, Delaware, Montana, New Hampshire, and Oregon. Um, those states have no reason to push for an internet tax, but all other states do, and I believe will. At IPCPR, I took to, spoke to some retailers who felt that this will level the playing field and thought it would change their life, and it might, and here's why. U.S. retail market is, U.S. retail market, the entire retail, is $3 trillion per year. Online sales were about a half a trillion 
a growth of 17.5% overall in 2017. Amazon was responsible for about 44% of all U.S. e-commerce sales last year, or about 4% of the country's total retail sales figure, according to data from one-click retail. Amazon's private label brand themselves had almost $450 million in sales in 2017, and you can't buy that anywhere but there online, right? So let's assume Louisiana, for instance, at 10.02% sales tax get passed on their online sales tax for their state. They would get over $2 billion in sales tax from companies from other states, and they're going to take it. Why would they not? State after state will be filing bills to take sales tax. They might feel rightly belong to them because they do, and they will. And they're able to do it. Why would they not? Right? Now, yeah. from a consumer standpoint, wouldn't that just send the consumer out of the state? Massachusetts, for example, has a 6.25% sales tax, and people just drive travel up to New Hampshire. Travel over the border, and, and they might at that point want to use cash because they might run into problems with credit cards and sure. things like that because they'll be, those will be checked too. But, yeah, there's ways to run away, but not as easy as clicking a button, right? So if you're in the middle of Boston somewhere and you wanted a $200 box of cigars, are you going to go for $10? Are you going to travel um, $12? You're setting tra- yourself on fire. Oh, there, geez. So. <laughs> wow. It's a big cigar. Attention. you got to be careful. Wow. 44% of that money and growing will come back in one check from Amazon. Uh, Amazon, 44% of all the sales. Um, and it will be very easy to collect from them. That's almost a billion dollars just from Amazon for Louisiana. Wow. So what's going to happen, right? It's a billion dollars. All they got to do is sign the paper. Imagine how much corruption that's going to buy. <laughs> this influx of money is without any real costs associated to it. It's free money associating them with the buying patent and habits of people within your state buying online, which is growing. It's actually a growing thing on top of it. Add the cost of shipping to the online player versus the high cost of running brick and mortar, and the playing field is being leveled to a certain degree at this point. Should the brick and mortar retailer feel that this is their saving grace? No, not yet. Saying that the Louisiana model, stay with that, and let's look at cigars. There are $1 billion of premium cigars retailed in the U.S. last year. Divided by the 50 states equals about $20 million sold in Louisiana. We'll stay with the Louisiana yep. thing, right? Um, it is believed that over 60% of cigar sales are now online. So let's go with a 40% in-store and 60% online. It's probably even more online, but let's stay with 60, uh, 60-40. 60% of the $20 million in cigar sales equals $12 million of cigars sold online to Louisiana residents. I'm with you. If the online cigar buys and has to pay the 10.02% to them or over $1 million, $1,202,000 and some change is what it'll come out to, $1,202,000 Louisiana by themselves, just in sales tax. Louisiana is going to see that coming in, $1,202,000, and that's um, what are we are losing in cigar tax. Well, that's easy. The consumer is liable for that, 
right? right? Where's the cigar tax money of it? The consumer is liable to that. But just wait. Their tax returns, when they come in, is going to have that, right? But no. Um, keep waiting. Um, now, though, they can be audited. They can audit the online companies that are paying the sales tax to begin with and see exactly who owes the money at that point because by paying into that state, you are now audible, audible, responsible, able, responsible to be audited. Yep. Um, and you can have that. They can ask for the records on every single person. Louisiana has a 20% sales tax, actually lower than most, but uh, the average is about 30%, but we're staying with the Louisiana uh, yep. at 20%. Um, so we stay with that. $12 million in sales of cigars sold in Louisiana, and they are now looking at $2.4 million in cigar tax, along with their million dollars in a million two hundred and two thousand in sales tax. They get $2,400,000 in cigar tax that could be coming in. That now is going to change everything. This is, adds up to about $4 million windfall for Louisiana on premium cigars alone, little teeny cigar industry premium cigars, um, and more average for other states that happen with sales tax and tobacco tax, right? Um, can they get the info on you? You, the consumer, listening to the show. Can they get this information? The answer is yes, and they will. And they want the well, money. Well, because if it's online, it's an electronic transaction, and all electronic transactions are traceable. Yeah. And you are liable. You, the consumer, are liable to pay the tobacco tax within your state. And I know you're not doing it right now. Unless? Unless what? You pay cash for Visa gift cards. Just saying. Ah. Not that I've done it. I'm just saying it's possible. But still, when they, I ship, when they the still know cigars where it was are shipped. shipped. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you paid. You shipped it, and then the cigar company, they go into their reports and say, oh, from uh, this company sold you. This is, you paid with a Visa gift Can card. Can I send a couple packages to your house? <laughs> as a consumer? <laughs> as a favor. The answer is you're going to eventually end up paying right. this tax. There's it's no real change. way to get out of it. Uh, will it level the playing field for brick-and-mortar retailers if this happens? The answer is yes, if and when the sales tax gets lumped into the cigar tax and it goes together sales tax is going to happen it's a conclusion you're going to see that start rolling in on the first of the year right behind it is going to be the cigar tax after it is so maybe that the brick and mortar retailers have something to be said there that it could level the playing field uh for them to the cigar brick and mortars this is not a salvation yet but when the cigar tax is lumped in and i believe it will be it will get much better for you but you're going to need the inventory, the customer service, the experience they are looking for, or they're going to go online anyway. And let me, let me end this by saying I hate all taxes. I don't want it to happen, and I have an online business also. I do not want the tax, to, and, and I'm big on brick and mortar. I don't want it to happen because I would never push forward a tax to end never. up happening. But it's going to happen. My belief is it is going to happen. And it could be a salvation for the brick and mortar. Now, if you want. do you do you think this gets rid of some of the smaller online players? I mean, all of a sudden they got a big management problem of oh, now I got to send money to this state and that 50, state. And Fifty state tax returns that will have to happen on a monthly basis. You know, who makes the be, money on this is the accountants. Right, they always get the money. Yeah, so th that's going to be a mess in its own. Then when you start compounding, when the day happens, you got to comp compound the 
tobacco tax along with it, and then you're going to drop customers immediately, right? right? Because there is yeah. go, so it's going to be the same. So if their sales are going down and their costs are going up, it, it may not be a worthwhile thing Correct. for the online. Well, the, then the online prices are going to have to go up to match. Because right. we, as a brick-and-mortar retailer, we have expenses that the online guys don't have. Right. Period. Right. They don't need to have cable TV to entertain no one in the warehouse. Right, right. And air conditioning and heating and uh, keeping a, keeping a, a good um, spot. Yeah. You know, your location and everything that goes along with it. Um, so in this case, the higher taxes for the first time ever could actually benefit the brick-and-mortar retailer. I wasn't sure where you were going with that, yeah. but I liked where you ended up sort of. Still bad news. But. Still, it's, it's bad news, but, you know, this is the things that I was hearing. Um, just just the sales tax aspect of it, the retailer felt, oh, my God, this is going to change everything. And I'm like, if they think that their 9% sales tax is going to change anything, they're crazy. But then you start digging into it and you say, oh, my God, that will turn into the tobacco tax also. And they may have something here. I think they do. So what does that mean to you, to the retailer? You should be supporting your brick-and-mortar retailer anyway. Get friends with them because it's going to be the only friend you got pretty soon, right? Especially when it comes to cigars. <laughs> right? So that's it. We are smoking the big boy. It is a 5 by 70 you cannot dispute that there is... I did a lot of talking, and the thing still stays lit. Yeah, it stays lit. Because you know it's, why? it's a log in the fireplace. It's, it's not it, even a cigar. Does it burn hotter? Well, as we know from no. a previous episode, the ember on this is probably rolling around 850 degrees, and at that temperature, it's able to keep its combustion, especially with a big ash, which mine has. I want to, I want to mention that uh, Edgar Dacamangi is here, and I got a lot of this information from him. He's very he, good that he way. He fed me some good information. I was working on this article anyway. Then he, off the top of his head, started spewing some information. I'm like, that's good stuff. Where did you get this information? He actually sent me the, the files and everything. So uh, joint effort here. That Edgar, Definitely. he's a good dude. He's a good dude. And uh, he's all for the brick-and-mortar retail. Yes, he is. Yeah. And we're he's also a member of uh, the Bald Club for Men. Yes, he is. The Bald Club for Men. <laughs> you wouldn't understand that. Because no. you're a Barry White looking. Mo- no, because, because I because I have a full head of hair. Yeah, you do. I do. Um, so what do you think? Flavors? Very, uh, very chocolatey component happening with the cigar. And I, I would I would venture to say a lot of smoke. A little. <laughs> there's a little uh, maybe graham crackery kind of molassesy thing going on in the background. A little sweetness. Ed Sullivan, are you smoking this? I can't see it from here. <laughs> He's bagged. <laughs> he started, he put it down, and he went to his little Corona. No. He went to his little Lancero. I, I was smoking a Lancero before this, and I got to agree with you that that was not comfortable for me. And when, when you're age. producing, and you're a big-time producer like Ed Sullivan, no one tells you what to smoke. Yeah, whatever, I'm going to call him out on it, though, anyway. <laughs> I, I, so, I can't see. He was so bad. I, I, could, I could have lied, but why bother? Yeah, you should have. So you got nothing. You're, you're hitting the hop because uh, you don't know if he's got it right. or uh, ba- Based on my memories of the little bit the that The eight pups had. you had. <laughs> You're not a you're not a value consumer. You were a customer for a long time. You're not a value consumer. No. Uh, you got a tr- threshold for sure. Yep. But um, three dollars and ninety nine cents isn't it? Right? No. 
No, I, I don't I, think I. I don't think that I've seen you spend less than five dollars and nineteen cents on a cigar, and that was a petite Corona. Correct. And that, that you you felt like you had to apologize to me as I was ringing you out for the box, saying, right. "If it wasn't so good, if it wasn't <laughs> so good, I would never spend this little on a box of cigars." So he's somewhere between that low, which is too low for him. I would say he's, he's probably an eight, eight, eight to nine dollars. Yeah. Eight to fifteen is the low, low is, end. Is, is yeah. where you live. That, that's where I live, and uh, I think we talked this week. I, you know, my own opinion is over twenty. I'm just not comfortable with that. I think the value isn't there. Well, talk about value. There's a lot of cigar here for three ninety nine uh, with the big boy. I don't know if uh, it's a go to for me. I would like the cigar at maybe a fifty four. Would you? Because it would be altogether different. Those hmm. flavors would be more intense. Maybe they only work in this ring gauge. Yeah, because the cigar is fine. It's We'd have to a, talk to Hoji or, about or that. Or a torpedo end. Make it, yeah, make these big ring gauges torpedoes. Then everyone can enjoy them. Maybe. All right, we're going to see about that. When we come back, Barry is away, so let's talk about him behind his back. And I got a surprise for our listeners. The triumphant return of the fastest-selling cigar in history. I'll explain that to when we return. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. 
Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit DiamondCrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed Off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Hi, this is Tony Serino. And this is Carson Serino. From Serino Cigars, you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
And we are back live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. The Cigar Authority now in our ninth year. You can find the Cigar Authority on all social media platforms. Please be our friend. Subscribe to us and give us a five-star review. And while you're at it, if you see the um, Snack Authority, check that out. Subscribe to it. Give it a review. I don't think we got any reviews yet. Zero. Yeah, I haven't checked today. Yeah. Two shows, three shows. Whatever. But we got our first uh, email, though. We got an email, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Written by Barry? Nope. No. Written by a guy, Al, and he asked us what to eat next week on the podcast, and we're going to do it. Yeah. And, and we have a guy, Al, and he is our Rudy. You can't just jump right in and say this is your Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to earn a status like Rudy. Well, we'll see. This is a guy that's there from the very beginning. We're going to see. Rudy uh, is not just a fan. He's like he's a fan. He's like a brother. Yeah. Sometimes he's like the dad. He, he texts you right during he the show. He can be annoying, but he yeah. can be awesome at the same time. Rudy's a special Rudy case. from the chat box that's up right. in Canada where, <laughs> yes, we celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. We even have electricity and the internet. Yeah. You're listening to the Cigar Authority. He's a liar. <laughs> they don't celebrate Christmas. They have Boxing Day. I thought you meant the electricity. No, I don't know. Uh, he's got a, a supply of hamsters running the wheel. There's something going on there anyway. So Barry is not here. Uh, he is on vacation. And what a chicken for, to, to not let us know until just after the show last week. Oh, I might not be here next week. And I might be here. So right. it wasn't until yesterday that I'm like, all right, you're going to be here or not going to be here? Because we've got to either cover your lines here, both of them, or right. not. And uh, the answer is no, I'm not going to be here. So mm. anyway, he's, uh, you need to sharpen the wheel every once in a while. Get away. Come back. Next week he's going to come back with lots of news and lots of information. High or, energy. Right. He'll well, be I'll high tell you, he practically left me high and dry with the cigar news today. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a slow news week. All right. I got stuff, but right. slow. So uh, since he's not here, I thought, let's talk about Barry behind his back. Well, first thing we have to address is what is going on with that goddamn blonde hair? Can he just act his age just once in his life? And he's comp- uh, complaining. No, he's trying to decide whether to do it again. Contemplating. Contemplating is the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> Contemplating. Um, A different color, right? No, I think he was going to go oh, blonde right. again because the roots are getting dark. The roots and are I think, getting gray. And, uh, to be honest with you, I think he likes it. Yeah, it's terrible. I think he likes it. And uh, if you're going to do your hair, you got to do your eebrows. You got to go downstairs. I mean, you got to do the full thing. Downstairs. The carpet must <laughs> match you, the drapes. Why do you have to go down into the cigar store? <laughs> That's not yeah. the stairs I was talking oh, really? about. Buddy. Okay. Um, but anyway, there may, may be a mid, little midnight midlife crisis going on here. Maybe. Maybe. May. Maybe. I don't know. That's right, Barry. We're talking about you. Mama liked to party when you were in her belly. Drinking, she did some. Mama liked to party when you were in her belly. That's why you are dumb. So let's talk about Barry's drinking problem. He has a drinking problem. <laughs> well, there's no problem right now because he's drinking right now and he has some. Yeah. It's, uh, it's only a problem when, there's, when he's out. That is the issue. That is See, the issue. I, I thought <clears throat> you'd have something today just to make him jealous. I, ah, I don't understand. drank. How he gets people to buy him so much liquor. That's the impressive thing about him. He doesn't buy a lot of alcohol. People buy it for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, they know he loves it. Every bottle of alcohol I've ever seen him with comes with a story about how he came about it, and it never ends with he went into his own wallet. <laughs> so it's he's amazing. Got, he's got some magic going on. He only drinks it if it's like the drug users that only do cocaine if somebody buys it for him. Right, yeah, you want to do a bump with me? Yes, I will, because I don't want to be rude. Right. <laughs> so he, but he gets the whole bottle. He doesn't have a drink with somebody. He right. He a bottle. Of, they give him a bottle. Yeah. It's very impressive. And like his cigars, he doesn't hang on to them for a long period of time. He goes right in and finishes it off. It's important to him. It is. Um, as is his love affair with Skip Martin. Which is an odd one. It is very odd. he and Skip are polar opposites when it comes to their political views. Polar opposites. Yeah. They love poking fun at each other on yeah. the internet but based on their That's views. That's the beauty of it, though. It's good if you disagree with somebody and you can have these things. The problem we have in the United States right now is somebody disagrees with somebody else's political points. They can't even be friends or talk to them. No, that part I, I, I like about both of them is they can be buddies with them, yeah. each other. With Skip, it's a little tongue-in-cheek. And with Barry, he really idolizes Skip. And that's the part of the relationship well, Skip pokes that is... the bear and Barry bites. <laughs> <laughs> and Barry bites back and he's so easy to you can get. So easy. Yeah, you can get Barry. I forget exactly what the post was, but Skip was talking about something altogether different. And Barry decided to take umbrage. Like Skip had just said something about the Cigar Authority. And he's like, it's the number one downloaded podcast <laughs> in the world on cigars. And Skip was like, yeah, I was... I was just talking about Dominican rapper, man. It doesn't, yeah, right. it doesn't burn. Yeah, right. <laughs> Barry just had egg on his face. Yeah. It was good. Uh, never mind. Yeah. Well, Sorry. Maybe if Skip told him the hair isn't working, he'd do something about yes, it. Yes, he would. Yes, he, he would, would change it yeah. immediately. But uh, if you're going to do it, then I think you go all out and you make a purple or you do something. He, he also pretends like he doesn't, and he wore his I hate soccer button, but he's got a love affair with Steve Saka as Steve well. Steve and Steve he didn't come he hates do, him, but it's the opposite. He didn't come in and do the Cigar Authority on his vacation, but no. we had training with Steve, and he was here oh, early. Front, front row. Front row. Yeah. Front row, yeah. I came in, too. Nah, he, he Barry is a cigar geek. He can't get enough of it, um, and... Um, you know, Skip's got a lot of things going on, and Steve's got a lot of things going on, and that, that's it. He's still a, a, a cigar geek, he is a geek. To, to, the, to the top level, which takes me to the big surprise. So not 100% a, a surprise because Skip couldn't shut his mouth while he was doing it, <laughs> and I never responded, Skip, because it's a surprise, but he just wouldn't let go and just kept showing him and showing it off and kept going but we have 300 more boxes of the Roma Craft Cro-Magnon Firecrackers it was the fastest selling cigar we ever had it was gone before you knew it uh, hours right it was only a yeah. few hours time and it was over so uh, you saved a couple boxes aside for me and Ed Sullivan right I did not and that, was, and that was the problem but now I have 300 more that's what I mean of the 300 you earmarked some of those for us well I have all 300 okay Right. Earmark anything you want. It is a three inch, three and a half inch by fifty, six dollars and ninety nine cents each um, for uh, a single or one hundred nineteen ninety nine a box of twenty. It's a savings of twenty dollars a piece, and this cigar will go on sale Tuesday. Oh, I was going to kill you if you were going to say Monday because there was no way I was getting my order by Monday. This right, Tuesday. Tuesday. They will be on sale at 10 o'clock. Go to thecigarauthority.com. You'll see the little thing to hit it. Sure about that? I'm, no, I'm not. 
Sure you don't want to go to twoguyscigars.com? We don't sell cigars here at the Cigar Authority. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I thought he said it was going to be there. He may have said that. I don't know for sure, but typically we don't have a link on our Cigar Authority site. It's the ah, Two Guys site. All right. But do whatever you want. Go to both. Um, find it at 10 o'clock. <clears throat> the only people that know right now is you. The listener. Yeah. That's it. We haven't told them. Which anyone. the majority of the people listen on Monday, so... You still got plenty of time. It's good okay. that you didn't release so it on Monday. So Tuesday morning at ten o'clock Eastern time, they will go on sale. And if it goes the way it went last time, it's only going to be hours long. That's it. And we did a big hoopla before, letting everybody know lots in advance. This time we're playing it soft. We let nobody know. Now just you know. Now. Dave, do you know whether Skip actually followed the specification and has a closed foot? I don't know. You don't know. My cavey. Because the door open, anybody could come in today. Because <laughs> <laughs> Steve Saga seemed to have trouble following the directions for yeah. making the cigar. But I, it was fantastic. He didn't do it exactly the way, but the way he put the cap through the hole well, of the thing, he put a lot of extra work into it. I got to say. But yeah, it didn't stop <clears throat> me from smoking 10 boxes and counting is what I'm up to. So Skips went so fast, and Skip said, oh, my God, you should have got more of these. And right. I said, okay, I'll take 300 more. But I am not going to put them out until after we do the 4th of July one because I already have the guy. I'm doing it. And when I say that, I just say the guy, and I don't say anything to anybody or whatever. But the then two Steve's of them end up in Skip Nicaragua, and, goes, and they're comparing blends. Yeah, and then he says, oh, my God, Dave, put these head-to-head against each other. He puts us all on social media, and I'm like, not responding because I'm not telling anybody we're coming out with yours right. again. You're ruining this. And he's like, you're not taking advantage of being able to sell this. I sold it in four hours. It's not going to be a problem. I'm not worried about selling them. Just shut up. And, and Shutty. Steve, Steve's complaining about the broadleaf and making yeah. the fuse. And Skip says, stop by my factory. And I'll show you how to do it. So maybe part of um, the success of it is these guys doing whatever they're doing on, out there. They got a lot more uh, people I'm sure it helps. to them. Yeah, yeah whatever. But now I'm t- I had control of them. So as they're saying they're coming out or whatever, I'm saying nothing. <laughs> and now they don't even know that I'm saying it's coming out now. So, Skip, I know you're listening he to the show, too. Every week. He's listening. Although Barry's not on the show this week, so oh, he yeah. may not be listening. Ah, because he's not Who knows? in So he won't even know it'll be- sell because, out. Because, by the way, as much as the love affair is with Barry, with Skip, it goes the other way, too. I don't think it does. It does. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> it does. Listen, when I go to the trade shows, I'm amazed at how many people come up to me and say, how's Barry doing? Is he coming to the show or something? They don't mention you at all, by the way. <laughs> Not true. They don't mention I, you. you I, was don't told, mention I was told that I was going to have to sign autographs. People were asking yeah. about me. Well, I don't know yeah. who told you that. It wasn't me. It was you. But, they, but, Dave, you know I don't like to be mentioned. I'd rather just sit in my corner and, and, and smoke, smoke your Lancero than while we're smoking the <laughs> this god awful six by seventy seventy ring gauge. Robert right, forgot here. All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar world, but not Barry, okay. Mister Jonathan. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is. The Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. 
Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles. Over the course of two full years, they are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And this week saw the shipping of the Lagolera Cube, so we can expect to see all four sizes, or four styles, showing up in shops across the country this week. Figure out which one's your favorite. <clears throat> I already have my favorite on it. Pretty awesome cigars. Is that the one the you board. had me smoke? Is that that? Yes, it is. Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, Jimmy Mudo, who was the creative director and marketing director at Calibri Group, Group will join his co-worker of 20-plus years, Les Man at Quality Importers. Jimmy will now be designing products for Quality Importers. Wow. Zycar products. Uh, Quality has been making some serious acquisitions in the past couple years. Are they looking to be the go-to accessory company? Or and, uh, even more. Dave, do you or, know anything about this? I know this? too much. Or <laughs> even more. We're going to save that for a show because they are on my list of this things going on with that company. That's right, Les Man. I think this thing's going on. And I know this thing's going on. And then on. Les listens every week. There we go. So he, he just heard you and just pooped his pants a little there bit. There we go. Uh, in the 1925 Tampa mansion built by cigar maker Val Maestro and Tuno is for sale. Val began making cigars in Tampa in 1907 with brands Duke Bel de Belcourt and CHS. His home was featured in the 1972 horror film My Brother Has Bad Dreams. The home has a rich history and even richer price tag of almost $3 million. Mm. And this week saw the release of the following new cigars, the Roma Craft Firecracker, we just heard about and uh, the king's ransom by Mahia Mahiga Cubana. That's all I got. That's that's, it. that's this week's news. What's up? In the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian broadly filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! Next week, we celebrate Davidoff's 50 years in the cigar business, uh, and we're going to smoke the Davidoff 50th in the jar. Isn't it? I'm very confused by that. Is it 50 years in the United States? Aren't they a 100-year-old company? No, he's a 100-year-old man. So now, so you know Davidoff's 100th birthday we had a celebration for. Okay. And I believe the Davidoff brand is 50 years old, which means he was 50 years old when the, when the brand came out. That would stand a reason, I guess. In the U.S., it didn't come out until I was in the business. So that came out in the 80s. Hmm. When Maybe that came in, so that's not 50. 80s, early 90s. Yeah, so that's, it's got to be 50 years of the... It is confusing because they celebrate everything over there. It's just right. a big celebration. Davidoff has a birthday and a celebration, I think, for everything, but 50 years of a brand is it's a big. big deal, right? It's big. There's right. not a lot of people doing it. It is confusing. You think they're going backwards in the anniversaries. But I thought we had the 100. How can it be 50? Right. right. Know, but but the person itself, but... The brand itself, uh, those jaws came in. We sold out. I still have a few downstairs. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I already sampled the cigar. Did you sample the cigar? I smoked it. Okay. I bought it. Okay, good. It's Even fantastic. <laughs> I, I bought it more than once, Yeah. which is fantastic. unusual at yeah. that price point. It, it's phenomenal. It's really, really good. So if you get a chance out there, wherever you are, go into a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries Davidoff. Look at the Davidoff in, in the jars. There's different jars. 
but they're all the same cigar. That, that was the thing that was bothersome, too, because I have a customer that can collect Davidoff, you know, Nick. Yeah. And so I set four jars aside from him, and I, I had only opened one, and I was expecting the jars to be remarkably different from each other. There's, there's four strips of one is leaves, yeah. another four strips is flowers on the next one. So when I pulled all four out to show him, he was like, they're all exactly the same. I'll, I'll take one. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Ah. So... That was a fail. If they colored the jaws differently. Something. something. Just was... give me a little something to work with, boys. <laughs> really? Anyway, it's a big milestone. 50 years. And uh, we'll tell you about Davidoff and uh, what they have done in the past. And uh, we'll try to find out this week some things in the future. If we can find out, the boys at the Davidoff that are listening, give us some ammunition. Tell us something we shouldn't know so we can tell everybody else. That, that would be I wonder helpful. if they shut Jordan off early on the information because... He's like a lame duck right now. We yeah, probably could pump we, him. We lost our rep. We lost our, uh, Jordan Farkas. We're going to miss you. We need um, to lose him. He's moving on. He's still alive. He's still alive, but he's <laughs> dead to us. No, no he's not. <laughs> he's moving on to uh, different things, completely different uh, industry. Uh, so we're going to end up seeing a new rep up here. And all the reps that listen to the show, uh, there's a job opening. <laughs> Contact Davidoff and... Uh, I think they pay big. I think they do. I think they pay well. I think they do. Uh, so check that out. Um, and coming forward, we got um, September 1st, Brad Jarvis from Diamond Crown going to join us. But to be honest with you, I don't got a lot of material coming up in the future. I so got a few mailbags here with uh, things. Ideas. And I've and I, given you some. You gave me one last week. I got to get that into there. But uh, get your cards and letters, emails to us. Let us know um, some ideas. Now, the, the thing that I don't like is when you say ideas for the show. Because some of the people write in and they have these four-page grandiose things. It's bigger than our show prep notes, yeah. what they expect from us. So really... We're looking for your burning questions, your burning cigar questions that we could do for little segments. Mm. I'm not looking to do an entire show based on your, your mail bag. Just give, what, what is your burning question as a cigar smoker that we could address on the show? So you're not looking for a script. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a couple of dudes, and I, and I send them a note back saying, ah, this is a little long. I'll do what I can to water it down. But Yeah. But even any crazy ideas or whatever it is, we'd say, just it's be nine, careful what you nine years for. doing shows. I, we need some material yeah. here. I mean, it's hard to believe, but this is unscripted. You know? Relatively, yeah. Relatively so. Yeah, we got, we got bullet points and things to get to, but uh, anyway. Um, so smoking the big boys, the, um, seventy ring gauge cigar, not up my alley. As far as the size of it, I actually like what it tastes like. It's very good. A little less peppery component as I'm breaking the halfway mark here. It seems to mellow it out a bit flavor-wise. At an hour in, so that tells you this is a two-hour smoke. Mine's Uh, lasting a long time. Yeah, because you stopped stopped, uh, smoking that a long time ago. And you got caught. But I'm still (laughs) picking up those chocolatey notes, a little graham cracker. Part of the thing, Ed Sullivan, is... You gotta smoke the good and the bad. You gotta get out of your comfort zone and be part of the show. I would beg to differ when it comes to Ed Sullivan. He's one of those people that does what he wants to do and when, when he, wants. he wants to do it. It's what part of his charm. Really? <laughs> no, because sometimes you get surprised. You get halfway done and you say He ain't gonna be surprised by no seventy ring gauge. Yeah. It's not happening. It's too no. much too much. No, you get to a certain point where you start to figure, well, I only have so many cigars left in yeah. my lifetime. Do I really want to take the time on this one, or do I just put it down and move on? 40 is where you're most comfortable, 
and this is 70. Yeah, I mean, a standard 42 Corona is sort of what I'm always drawn to. So the next cigar we're going to smoke is, I believe, like a 40 ring gauge. It's half the size. <laughs> well, less than half if you take the weight of the tobacco. One of our studio audience did a little research and said the Davidoff um, original store opened in 68. Hmm. So that's 50 years. 50 years ago. That's so it's years. the store was the brand. Right. It opened with the brand. We're going to have to do some research. Give Davidoff us of Geneva would be the, brand, the name of the store. Right. Did he have the cigar at that time? I don't know. All right, we're going to find that out and more, and we're going to get you next um, next week on that. Right now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, let's look at a new trend in cigars, smaller. I saw more new, smaller cigars at IPCPR, and some manufacturers are banking on that they are making a comeback. Plus, have you ever smoked blind without knowing the cigar you're smoking? One podcast is offering experience, and we'll tell you about that. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. 
Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is good smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar. 
in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and like it. With your host, you smoke vile cigars all day, David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. Might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. <laughs> Good. The Cigar Authority is here. You are finally done to tell about nothing. And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We made it through one of the big boys, except for Ed Sullivan, and now we're going to light up a small guy. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And you don't get any small ones until you finish your big one, Ed Sullivan. You're listening to the Barry Free episode of the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, the big boy, I'm over an hour in. I have not relit it. It never went out, even though I talked a lot. I think I could probably do three hours with this cigar. Yeah, I could probably get another another hour out of mine. So imagine doing a, how long it takes you to smoke a cigar like that. If you really tried to just barely keep it going or whatever, probably four or five hours. Maybe even a whole day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that said, let's do the opposite of that. If everything you do is wrong, then doing the opposite... Would be right. That would be Seinfeld. That would be Seinfeld. <laughs> um, I cheated, though. You always pick Seinfeld. That's right. It's always Seinfeld. <clears throat> All right, what are we smoking here? Perdomo Small Batch is, a, is limited to just 3,000 boxes and takes Small Batch to the next level. Handcrafted from ra- a rare collection of 10-year-age tobaccos, the Perdomo Small Batch series is carefully blended with smaller leaves that have the perfect balance of flavor, strength, and aroma. Perdomo has created a stunning line of small premium handcrafted cigars by combining the finest bourbon barrel aged wrappers with these exquisite 10 year aged filler tobaccos from Nicaragua. Today we light up the Ecuadorian Connecticut. The Perdomo small batch delivers a rich complex flavor and a smooth elegant finish at $5.19 per single and $134.99 per box of 30, which is a savings of $21 or 15% off the single price. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar who carries them, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right, so 10-year-old tobacco, yet it's a small batch, 2005, well, which would be 13 years ago. Go ahead. Because of FDA regulations, hmm. they continue using the same bands because the packaging change is a pain. Okay, and also what I heard you say was this is 10-year-old filler tobacco. Correct. Meaning that the wrapper is not aged 10, ten well, years. Well, as we learned in our uh, training with the yes. lovely Mr. Saka, uh, there is no need whatsoever to age Connecticut shade tobacco or even Ecuadorian shade tobacco or shade tobacco of any kind. Once it reaches its brown hue... Hue. You like a hue. It uh, no longer needs any fermentation, so the people walking around talking about five-year-old this and 10-year-old that for Connecticut or shade-grown tobacco... It's a, a farce. Or they're, they don't know any better and they're doing it, or they're lying. Or so says he. Because <laughs> you don't know that, you heard it from one person. 
It's right? true. I have so it could be any of those person. things. It could be true. It could be not true. But that's what we learned. But that's what the new information that we got. We'll see if that's all uh, what it is. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. And this is a go-to for me. This is the same one that came in a little pack. In the tins. In the little tin, yeah. which I loved. Yeah. And now it comes in boxes of 30, saving lots of on the right. tin. Apparently they had trouble getting the tins. The, tins were, we the tins were difficult to get. Um, so, and uh, this, for this particular cigar, by the way, this is Santa Claus's cigar. Mm, it is. It's what Santa smokes. It is. Yeah. Only because we know him. And we know him. Yeah. And he buys it heavy. His oh, real yeah. name's heavy. not Nicholas, by the way. It's Paul. Mm. <laughs> Just so everyone knows. So cold draw. If you could somehow separate the sweetness out of bourbon, if you could just get rid of the sweetness, put a little hint of black pepper in there, and then have all of the other notes from the bourbon. There's some vanilla in there without the sweetness. There's some uh, kind of malt spices. It's not very sweet on the cold draw, but it is those other things from bourbon. You know when you taste an Atabay cold draw and you, got, <coughs> and you got that cherry? There's a mm. little bit of that there. Did you in your head? <laughs> no. It's a little bit of that. No. No. Did Sullivan help me out here? No. You know what it is? You're looking at this secondary band is red. And, and that's causing cherry? you, and your lighter is red, and that's causing you to think cherry. And, and that's a pet peeve for me. Do you need two bands on a cigar? <laughs> I mean, as soon as you light it, you've got to get that first band off. I almost took it off early. I'm like, is this I, loose enough to take off? I, I take both off. I can on slide these, that off. On a four-inch cigar. <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, you don't need two bands on a four-inch cigar. And even the uh, primary band is big for that size cigar. Yeah, excessive, we like to call well, it. Well, that's, uh, that's Perdomo for you. He yeah. likes his branding. Speaking of branding... We're not going to set ourselves on fire with this one, but this is a great lighter. This is the Vertigo Commissioner. It retails for $29.99. It features single action, dual flame for pinpoint accuracy. They are angled toward each other just slightly. you got a flip-out bullet punch, and you have the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. The Vertigo Commissioner, $29.99. $29, $29. Full metal jacket, very nice lighter, thin profile, fits good in your pocket. Twenty nine ninety nine. How do they do it for that price? Volume. Volume. That's the only way they can possibly do it. So last week I had a dude walk in, came in, and he was absolutely peeved. Comes up to the register. Hey, how you doing today? Fine. I draw my lighter in the drink. I heard this, yes. So uh, he said, uh, well, you know. Meaning what, the ocean, right? Correct. <clears throat> He's like, I was in my pocket. I leaned over. I to get the buoy out and it, it fell in the water and 200 fathoms, I can't get it. I need a new lighter. I want something very thin. So I show him the Vertigo flat flame and he goes, that's awesome. And the, the big selling pitch on that was that the, you can use it as a cigar rest. You can set it down and put your cigar there. So I'll take it. So he takes that. He takes a can of butane. <coughs> he gets a handful of cigars. He leaves. Well, he comes in Thursday he had dropped his brand new $100 lighter 
in the, the drink, drink a second time. <laughs> this time in only three feet of water, but he, it was murky. He could not get it out. So he came in, he got some more cigars, and he got himself another lighter. It's the only thing Vertigo can't guarantee no. right. is that you won't drop it in the drink. Now, did he get himself another $100 lighter? He got the exact same lighter, wow. color, everything. I even joked with him. I said, I'm going to tune this for you. Not that it's going to matter because you're going to drop <laughs> it in the ocean again, but we'll see you next week, buddy. So how about a lighter that floats? <clears throat> Does anybody do that? I've never heard of it. I don't or think so. Or how about... A a little foam thing that you put your lighter into if you're going out in this Like one. a lighter life jacket. Lighter oh, life jacket. That could be a product. That's the garbage <laughs> if I've ever heard it. The lighter Ed, life Ed, jacket. Edgar, get right on that, will you? you got connections in well, the lighter little, world. A little keychain that wraps around it and it comes with a little buoy. That this <laughs> is your, they make it for glasses. Yeah, they make it for glasses, yeah? All right. Camping good stores. Camping good stores, okay. All right. All right. There you go. Million dollar idea right there. At, I don't least, think at least a couple hundred. I, at least a couple it's hundred. It's going to cost you a couple thousand to make that, and you're going to lose every penny. Well, anyway. I'll buy one from you. This is <clears> a nice cigar. So you're, you said at the show, and, and it was one of the things that struck me when you came back and kind of downloaded cigar, your information. This little cigar costs a dollar more than that giant cigar. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that, Ed Sullivan? He doesn't I'll care. I'll buy the little one all day. I mean, I, I think the little one, for me, for my palate, has better flavor. It does. Uh, especially for a Connecticut. It's really got a lot of body to yeah. it. It's not a strong cigar, even though it's small. Yeah. Ed Sullivan is what you would consider in the cigar world to be a whale. Yes. <laughs> when he was a customer, if the cigar fell in a certain sweet spot price-wise, it was mid-range in price, Boxes. he wouldn't try... The single, he would buy a box. Yeah. And I know that because now he's coming back with boxes that he's bought. And he's like, yeah, I smoked five of these. I don't like them. Do you like this cigar? Yeah. Well, you can have them. I'll buy them from you. You can have them. A, a certain manager in your <laughs> Nashua location. We're not going to mention Old Fart Freddy by name. All right. Would say, you, you really need these. Well, we got a special on these. They're a promotion on these cigars today only. I'd say, all right. Do, he well, would sell you take Will that. I like them, Freddy? Oh, yeah. You're going to love these. All yeah. right. Give me a box of those. All right. So that's who you should return them to. Um, <laughs> Instead, instead, I've been returning them at no cost to Mikey. Ah, Mikey's been the uh, All right. garbage disposal. So you, 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 I was saying you downloaded some information on me when you came back from the trade show that you were struck by how many companies came back with small cigars. If we were to back up five, six years ago, the big talk was the 60 ring gauge. Right. Then things came out that were 80 ring gauge and even 90 ring gauge. That seemed like the industry was just going bigger is better. Yeah. And now you think that it's going the other way? That's what it looked like as I was walking around each one. Let me show you the new thing. If it was a adding a size to it, it was a small one. It wasn't the big one the past few years. Because they already have the big, the big one. one in there. Correct. The big one has become the substitute for the Toro, really, or the Churchill. It's a substitute for the Churchill, I would say. Yeah. That's what it is. Churchill's sales have slowed down. Torpedo sales have slowed down. And Gordo, I guess, is what they're calling yeah. it. It's not uh, uncommon for us to carry a new line of cigars and have the Robusto, the Toro, and the Gordo, and that's it. Those are the three go-to sizes, well, absolutely. And, you know, I think part of that is it wasn't that long ago that you could get a good Toro in the 7 to $8 price range. Right. Now, for that quality, we're talking $10 or more now. Yeah. So folks that are used to smoking something good but have a hard dollar limit, 
It's another option for them. Okay, I'll just go to a smaller cigar. Yeah. You could smoke fewer in the same budget, or you could smoke the same but smaller cigars. So. Yep, yep. Well, that's what people were showing. They were showing their new size, and those new sizes were uh, small cigars. We saw Warp cigars the past few years. All they came out with was smaller size cigars. That was They're a company thing. that directly rips off Cuban front marks, Cuban jars. Well, and Cuban used to be all the small size, but we saw the right. change up in the past few Cuba's years. Cuba's changing, them. but people that are ripping them off are ripping off the old packaging ideas and yeah. the old sizes. Um, Aladino, we see this, the Santi, Santi, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, five and a half by 32. Uh, it's a go-to for Ed Sullivan. Buys along by the box. Ton, ton along of with, flavor. Along with the Corona. I buy the yep. Corona by the box um, as well. You know, a lot of the people that work here, it's, it's those two sizes. Um, you know, they smoke whatever they want in it, and it's a five by 32 or it's a five by 44 on the Corona. Seems to be one of the biggest sellers. The cigar of the year was the Toro. Yet, we're seeing big sales on the Corona and Santi sizes on there. The Acid Amigo, which is back, 5x38, awful small. Uh, Atabay is coming out with a new size. Hechizo just showed up, I believe. We don't have them for sale yet. No, they're not for sale yet. They're sitting there resting. Yeah. That's what we do with these. They come in, and then we got to let them rest because they've gone through some uh, sick period of traveling and stuff. So somebody spends that kind of money on a cigar, it's got to be perfect. So we're just letting it rest right now. Hechizos, right? Am I saying it right? H-E-C-H-I-Z. the hell would I know? You spent a week with him. Yeah, I can't understand what he says. Hechizos, which is 4 by 40 which is that what we're smoking here? Yeah, it's this, yep. Um, Same size. So a little Atabay at this size, although priced triple the price. Whatever. I'd, I'll buy it. We'll see. I, I smoked it. I'll tell you, I don't think, uh, be honest with you, I don't think it gave you a good intro into Atabay, what Atabay tastes like. It's missing. It didn't give you correct, a good intro. Me. I'm just telling you what Those it is. of us that are now into thinner ring gauge cigars, this could be the thing that is missing for us for Atabay. Maybe it's a little fuller flavored. Right. Yeah. I, I liked it. It you was good. Yeah, okay. it was my favorite size. See, I'm, see, I suspected that I'm a, was the I'm case. I'm the Ritos guy when it comes right. to that. But I see what you're saying. They're two different cigars. You Correct. Know, but they, you can get a difference between, let's say, uh, well, Brujos and Ritos taste the same to me. But if you go from Brujos to Divinos, you go a size down. Sure. Those are two different cigars. Like they're almost two different blends. Yeah. You go a size up into Delirios. It's almost like it's two different blends. You've got a little bit of the back note where you can recognize that Atabay yep. cherry on the cold draw. But once they're lit, it's like two different cigars. When you get into these Beneditos, the, the Torpedo one. So you have not tried the Hitchi? I have not, no. All right. Be interesting to see what you think of it. I think Oliver doesn't like me anymore. I mean, I give the kid lunch every single day. You think he'd give me a cigar? Uh, Toscano. Uh, making a comeback, right? We had those yep. guys on the show. Um, there's, there's all small ring gates. Guys, I don't even know what they, 28s or something. They're pretty they're small. Thin. Um, Liga Pavada. All the new Liga Pavada stuff coming out. It's all tins. It's all small ring gates. But that's, all, that's Swisher's influence saying we've got all this waste from making regular Ligas. Let's make these short-filled tins would be my guess. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me tell you, that booth was rocking and everybody bought them. And it was a big deal. Yeah, the, pre, pre-tins, they had the Papas Fritas, where they were starting to reuse some of the right. tobacco. So just takes it a step further. You mentioned on um, your, your uh, 
Cigar News. Cigar News, yeah. La Galera Cubes uh, just hitting now. Um, the, the size you had said is the Galvero Perfecto. Gaviero. Galviero Perfecto. Gaviero. It's like a Y. Two L's together would be a Y. Gaviero. Yeah. Gaviero. Perfecto. Uh, try it. It's unbelievable. This is a, it's a one-time release on this thing. Nice. Although I've talked to him, and we're going to see what we can do with that because I smoked that cigar two years ago. Loved it then. Finally, he ends up coming out with it as a one-time release. Oh, no. This is no one-time release cigar. This is a great cigar. Um, and they have shorts, which is almost like the short story, uh, mm. which, by the way, happens to be selling more than ever. The problem is they can't even keep them in stock anymore, the Fuente people. Um, it's happening. I mean, it's, it's making a big comeback, these short cigars. I, I see it. And uh, one off, which is new, the Corona, the, the f- uh, five and three-eighths by 46. Could it, could it be a dual factor here? Number one, Perdomo having unbelievable success with his small batch that came out in uh, three years ago, right? Yeah. So he's got unbelievable success with his smaller formats, comes out with it, launches it. Yeah, every, it's a copycat, it's it. yeah. So people are copycatting him. But the flip side of this, with all the FDA stuff and all of the new, I'm going to put them in quotes, new studies, which is really them looking at the old studies and rehashing that information, and the thought of smoking cessation becoming an, back into popularity, then pushing for it with doctors pushing for you to smoke less. Could that be the thing that's causing people to gravitate toward smaller cigars is from a consumer end, let alone the fact that people like Perdomo is having success with smaller cigars? Well, if the doctor's telling you to smoke less, I highly recommend the big boy and you get you know, six hours smoking right, you out tell of that. I only have that's, one a day. Yeah, that's yeah. like saying I only have one beer a day. I have a little you know, mini keg. You're right. It's not one beer. So I don't, be a I, if, I, if I have one a day, it's not going to be this little small four by 40. Well, aren't you happy I like it with how well it's burning? No. The yeah, flavor? I, listen, I like Ed Sullivan's thing of, I want to smoke 10 cigars a day and they're going to be yeah. 10 little ones or whatever. And it's like a little morsel of this, a little taste of that. Yeah. Of, that's pretty awesome going through a day like right. that where we don't have the ability to do that, tasting samples and things like that. When somebody does offer me a sample, I usually go to the, to the Robusto so that I can have many different things. Well, also, a Robusto gives you an opportunity to see where that cigar is going to develop to because it starts off yeah. where the others develop yeah, to. Yeah, Jonathan, I'm kind of like the tapas eater of cigars, you know, just That's all right. small plates and try a little bit of everything. Beautiful. You're beautiful. so cultured. <laughs> Okay, it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Each week we try to pick a little battle, and this one is um, a few-fold here. Uh, Smoke a cigar with any relative who has passed away, or light up with a living relative who doesn't smoke cigars, or enjoy a cigar with somebody's company who you truly enjoy, or have a cigar with somebody famous. Are there four things? Yeah. So it's somebody, somebody who's, who's passed away. Passed. You get one Some, more cigar with them. Somebody living. That you like. That, that doesn't, that doesn't smoke, smoke cigars, but they're going to smoke one with, with you. you. Um, somebody who is not a relative. You just like enjoying smoking cigars with that person who likes cigars, or some famous person. Famous person's out there. Most of them are douchebags. Whoa. The person that I like 
Yeah, and the famous person has to be alive. So me, you can't say I'm going to smoke a cigar with Winston Churchill, which would be pretty cool, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to say I probably would light one more cigar with my grandfather. I knew you were going to go there if I could have wanted to bet on that. The other person would be my dad who doesn't smoke cigars to enjoy a cigar with him. be a relative who doesn't smoke cigars but and have a cigar with you. He would hate it and he'd talk crap about it the entire time and tell me how terrible it is. So uh, I don't need that in my life. So I would go with my grandfather. That's what I would do. I could have won a bet on that one. Ed Sullivan. So I don't get to just smoke one alone. That's not one that of would be, and, and that is your fa- that is your favorite option. No, well, you got to yeah. suck. You got to suck one up and. Uh, get uh, so the relatives are out right off the bat, and I think Jonathan had a point. There's nobody that uh, I'm so enamored with in in the famous people that I need to smoke a cigar. So I'll just smoke one with somebody I like. Regular person who likes cigars. Regular person. I have a feeling it would be me, by the way, because we're about to go on our second mandate. That's true. We saw Ry Cooter together, and now we're going to see who? Uh, Peter Wolf. Peter Wolf. Midnight Travelers. Ah. Didn't he just play at Fenway Park this yeah. week? Yeah, he uh, opened for the shows at Fenway, yeah. I think. Yeah, with, with the um, I don't Margaritaville. Even, oh, yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. I don't even really know who he is, but Ed Peter Sullivan. Wolf? I know I've heard the name, but Ed Sullivan said he's good. I've heard the name? Yes. Oh, my God. You ever hear Jay Giles? Was he in Jay Giles? He is Jay he, Giles, except that yeah. Jay Giles died. But Jay problem. Giles died, and interestingly enough, I, I think his current guitar player is a better guitar player than Jay Giles. So yeah. even when they go out as Jay Giles, I think they're a little better. Really? So yeah. Peter Wolf is the singer Yeah. yeah. for Jay Giles. Why are you going? He's, I think because Wooba Gooba with the green teeth. Keith, yeah. Because Ed Sullivan's my man, and he said, I got these two tickets. You want to go? And I said, absolutely. Dinner's must, on me. You must have got lost. <laughs> I know that song. All right, there it is. That's him. <laughs> That's him. Well, didn't he, they do a calendar song or something? I, I too? do. Angel um, is a, a, my angel is the centerfold. Centerfold. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And See, would you like to go to a concert that somebody doesn't even know any of the songs? I'll know all the songs when they play all them. Right. I'll sing along. And sometimes a, in concert, he does a ver- version of "Love Stinks" yeah. as bluegrass. Oh, really? Oh, it's a it's a rocking good time. Where, where was he playing? Tupelo. Uh, Tupelo. Nice. Great place to see you. Yeah. And he's just so engaging with the audience, more, more so than any performer I've seen. My wife follows him around. Really? Yeah. She goes. She's she got might, a thing. She, she, might, she might be there. She's gone many, many times. So It's uh, a lot better than being invited to go see the Fools. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it is not. It's the same thing. <laughs> no, it is It's the same thing. <laughs> no, it is not. Psycho killer. <laughs> yeah, it's the same show. Uh, I, I don't find that so. hard to believe. And, oh, you're wrong. And, what, uh, my what, wife and I were very honored that you invited us. I'll never go see them again. It's, it's like when people try to drag you to dropkick Murphys. I mean, I will say what they lack in talent, they make up for with enthusiasm. They're enthusiastic. And the fools were very enthusiastic. They are. All right. Can I squeeze this Don Raphael offer of the day in? Brought to you by Don Raphael. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? $200, Mr. Jonathan. And I got cash. Eat an entire jar of... Kim Chi. Do you know what that is? I know exactly what Kim Do Chi you? is. Yes. Fermented cabbage. If you puke, you get nothing. Mm. Uh, Eat a jar of it. 
How big is the jar? Like the size of the Studio 21 yeah, mug? like the jar, the yeah. regular jar of kimchi. Now, hang on. Is this store-bought kimchi yep. or is this authentic stuff where someone's Korean grandmother buried in the backyard for two months? No, nope, the store-bought because that's all I can get. I'm out. If it was the one the grandmother buried in the backyard, I know it's made with love. There's probably no mayonnaise in it. I feel safer. Do you know what that is, Ed Sullivan? Kimchi or mayonnaise? Literally everyone kimchi. in the room knows what kimchi is except for you. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't eat one bite of it for 200 bucks. No? Would Not you, a fan. Would you put a little on your hot dog or something for free? No. You wouldn't eat a hot I dog? I don't. No, I would not eat a hot dog. <laughs> I don't like kimchi. I've tried it in every form. So you have tried it? Yeah. All right. All right. It's what you call disgusting. It is. It's disgusting. Yet people make it and they sell it. They sell it, they heat it, and listen, more power to you if you if you enjoy it. It's just not my thing. And I and I like a, I'm an adventurous eater. I like a lot of different things, but I wouldn't. That's one I'm not a fan of. You think Barry would? Well, for two hundred dollars. Yeah. Cause I'll get some for two hundred. Watch him eat it during yeah. the show with the bucket next uh, to him. Uh, I, I have a, a late-breaking news flash here on the text message. Uh, oh, Rudy, Rudy says, Rudy. there is no way Al is the Rudy of the Snack Authority. Rudy is the Rudy of the Snack Authority. Has he ever watched he listens the Snack to every episode. He's he? a subscriber, yeah. yeah. Rudy Probably started. your first one. As soon as you said it was going to be on, he started trolling for it. I, I think Set himself Google alerts. If I remember correctly, Aaron may have been the first subscriber. Mm. Then Rudy was a close second. Oh, yeah. When it comes to the Cigar Authority, I think Rudy was the only listener for quite a while. <laughs> yes, he was. For, for, yes. The, for the first seven years or so, yeah. It was a while. He was downloading the episodes twice for us so we could have the two hits. <laughs> wow. All right, so your early thoughts here on the Small Batch 2005. We still have plenty. We may get. Yeah, you still have your secondary band I'm on. You're not it even off at now. it. It's, it's getting warm. So that's going to go. A little hot. Burn a little hot? No. Little. Compared to the big boy, we're going one extreme to the other here. No. 40 ring gauge to 70. It's not hotter. It's cooler. The ember is not hotter. This ember is burning at about 450 Fahrenheit, period. I'll have to put it in my mouth like I did earlier today just yeah. to check the, right. the, but the temperature. The, the yeah. external temperature where you're holding it is probably hotter. It may be warmer. Yeah, you might be at 72 degrees. Um, <laughs> a little spicy. The one thing I'll say about Perdomo's stuff that he bourbon barrel ages is he's just bourbon barrel aging the wrapper. So once you light it, the bourbon flavor itself goes away. It, but what it does do is it takes down some of the high points where Nicaraguan tobacco tends to present more on the spicy side of life. His bourbon barrel aged wrapper cigars tend to have a little more of the sweetness that you would get out of, I believe it's Jalapa. So I'm getting more sweetness than I am spice, which if you were to smoke a non-bourbon barrel-aged Nicaraguan tobacco, you'd, they'd be spice forward. Blow a little out your nose. I just did. Just a little bit. Don't hit it hard. There you go. That's all. Just a little. You did a little. Blow it out. See? It just got a little. <coughs> just can't do it, man. You take, too, you, you, want, you take too much in is what you do. You take too much in. Spicy. Little spice there, very little. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. burning. Like I just got water up my nose. Although you know, Connecticut can sometimes have a, a slight bitterness to it, and I think the bur bourbon barrel aging adds just the right level of sweetness to counteract that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It takes the edge off it. It's good. All right. Let's go to break. When we come back, breaking news. 
Barry has accepted the challenge. <laughs> we are going to have next week a jar of kimchi. Kimchi for Barry with a $200 bill underneath it and a bucket beside him. <laughs> uh, have you ever smoked blind? There's a podcast offering an opportunity for a unique experience. We'll tell you about that. We have more in the mailbag, a peek into the asylum, and a classic three-way. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar & Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. 
that Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Sono Michael Cappellini dal Toscano Cigars. Stai ascoltando al Cigar Authority sul United Podcast Network. Benvenuti a tutti voi. There we go. Benvenuti tutti voi. There we go. That's a new bumper for us. I hope I didn't us. just say a swear in Italian. There we go. We're back broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We went from big cigars to small cigars. Right now we're smoking... The Perdomo Small Batch 2005, is it needed to be said the 2005? There is no other. There is no other. So it is the Perdomo Small Batch. Correct. Connecticut. Correct. Because there are other wrappers on this? There's a, a, a sun-grown and a Maduro. Maduro, yeah. Yeah. This one's mine. This is it. I like it. When those tins were going, I was going through them like crazy. Popping them like Tic Tacs. Yeah. Just go through them. I, I grab a tin, put it on my desk, and... By the end of the day, they're all gone, and I'm like, who took my cigars? And it's a peanuts in the jar. They're gone. Yeah. Donuts. He has, a, yeah. he has that problem. I do. You've got to get know. a dozen. Right. Yeah, you don't know. You don't he blacks even out, doesn't know what he's <laughs> yeah. smoking or eating. Um, so announcing the first ever The Ash Holes Blind Taste Test. Our sister program, The Ash Holes. Can you say uh, the first time ever? Because it's been done before. No, that didn't. this has never been done before of them doing it. Okay. On a podcast. Uh, it's brought to you by United Cigar. So Oliver Nouveau is part of the show on the Ashholes. He travels a lot. He's not on the show all the time. But this week, I understand he's taking the uh, front spot over Dan, where uh, Dan is on vacation. And uh, he's going to be on there, and he's going to uh, be telling everybody how to partake in this. So I thought I'd just jump in first and uh, 
take it over before him, like break the news. <laughs> All of the Nouveau from United Cigars have been doing blind taste tests across America for United Cigars and brought it to the Asholes. Uh, making it so listeners can participate in the experience. Beginning now, you can sign up and take the taste test along with the Asholes. You'll get 14 cigars in all over three shipments, and the cost is just $70 and includes all shipping. You can find the link to buy on the Asholes.net. That's the Asholes.net website. Um, your credit card will be charged uh, as soon as you sign up, and it will be shipped out to you. Round one, eight cigars labeled one through eight on August 29th. After that, it will be too late and sold out. It may be sold out even beforehand, so don't wait. Uh, they're cutting it off at 200 people maximum. They will spoke one versus two on the September 5th show of the Ashholes, head-to-head, and then three versus four the following week and so on until they get through all eight. Smoke along with them and see which one you like better. Participate, participants will be, have a place to vote um, on or before September 26th. And they'll take all those votes, and whoever won, one versus two, will become number nine. So if you picked one, but the most votes came out as number two, number two will become number nine. And number three versus number four will become number ten, and so on, until there's four it's a Winners. basic brackets format. Correct. Um, those four will be sent to you, uh, will be mailed out again in October. It will be, um, that battle will go on until there's two cigars left. On October 21st, they'll ship out the last two cigars, 13 and 14. All brands and results will be announced on the November 21st episode of The Ash Holes. Again, $70 to join in the fun. You get 14 cigars in all in including in three shipments, and all shipping is included. Simply go to theashholes.net, look to the right side, and you'll see the blind taste test where you'll sign up before it's too late. Again, limited to just 200 people, and that ends on August 29th or earlier if they sell to 200, whichever comes first. So don't wait. Give it a try. I'm going to do it myself and see if I can play along. Um, I don't know what they are. The only person that knows is Oliver. He's labeled them. He's done it. It's ready to go, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. He does this in cigar stores, not with eight cigars, but with two cigars, and he goes from place to place, one of his cigars versus somebody else's cigars that he gets in the store, labels them, does it, and he says he's batting a 1,000. It's awesome. That, that his, his cigar goes up against some big names, and we'll see how it does it. I truly believe that the band has so much to the flavor of a cigar. It, it dictates to a lot of people. Uh, you're mentioning that the red band on here, I tasted cherries, and you know who knows if that has anything to do with it, what the mind does amazing things. You take the band off it, it's a whole different thing. One time on the Cigar Authority, I remember, Mr. Jonathan, we actually blindfolded you. There's one thing taking the band off it, but a Connecticut shade, a Maduro. Oh, yeah, it was, you, you couldn't even, you did unbelievable though. I did good, but it, it, was, it was harrowing. Yeah. But imagine... You really uh, have to pay attention. You, you've got to be able to... Because when you, you shut your eyes off, now you're, you're not just engaging the stimulus of the smoking. You also, the rest of your sense, senses become heightened. Your hearing, your sense of smell, what's going on around me was heightened because you're, you're just in this dark cavern. Well, we were doing things to you and stuff. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's unacceptable. 
Um, we when would, I took the blindfold off, my pants were unbuttoned. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. There we go. And what happened there, nobody knows. But we have, we have a customer who's blind and shows up at cigar events and, and things like that and stuff. And wouldn't, listens to the show. Right. Our boy Glenn. Yeah. Wouldn't it be? Um, well, he, he doesn't know the other way, though, right? I don't know. He wouldn't know smoking. Smoking with seeing. Correct. Yeah. But so I we don't even have to take the bands off if he jumps no, in. Right, we can just right. send it to him regular. <laughs> right. Just save a little it. effort there. Right. But, uh, you know, I won't, he's going by taste, and I'm sure he can pick it up way better than we can. I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out anyway. Uh, right now it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. A 23-year-old man from Massachusetts headed out on the highway, but he couldn't drive 55 because he was riding his unregistered scooter. The mass hole made it 130 miles before being pulled over for driving an unregistered vehicle and for using his cell phone's flashlight app to light his way as his headlamp had burnt out. The Maine State Troopers did not comment on the man's reason for his scooter adventure, but found it compelling enough to drive him the remaining 70 miles of his trip, after, of course, writing his well-deserved two citations, one for an unregistered vehicle and one for using his cell phone as a headlamp. As it turns out, in Maine, you can get there from here if your story's good enough to the state police. That's insane. That's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Guy's probably having it rough. You know, he doesn't have some money, and they give him the ticket. And it's nice they took him, but should have said. You can't uh, drive an unregistered scooter on the highway. They, no. And you can't use your cell phone as a flashlight. It's not a on a on a motor vehicle. I feel bad for the guy. You know? <laughs> I, w- I will say though that, that that was a little less perverse than usual with Jonathan yes. filling in. Yes, and it wasn't terrible. Um, cigars and guitars. The United Cigar Experience. Another thing United Cigar is putting on Friday, September 28th, from six to nine o'clock. Right here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Learn to play some smoke and blues guitars. With the Guitar Ninja founder, Jason Land. The cost is $59 per person. You're going to get two cigars plus all access to the Guitar Ninja's online lesson course. So we're going to have regular people who don't know how to play the guitar playing the guitar. And he says, before you leave, everybody's going to know how to play a song. It's awesome. So, uh, and if, you, if you're too far away to do the event, wait for it to come up around you. But you can always uh, check out Guitar Ninja online and yeah. take his courses that way. $59, a couple cigars on a nice night. And it gets you signed up for his program. Right, 
So uh, keep going. And I, I hear the program is, is more expensive than the $59. So yeah. uh, Jason's giving it a try. He's a listener to the show. He's from California. He's going to fly up with his boys and uh, give it a shot. So uh, I hope some people sign up for this and we can uh, have a nice time with Jason and show him around and uh, show him a good time here in New Hampshire. So uh, please do so if you can. Uh, Guitars and cigars and guitars, uh, United Cigar Experience, right here at Two Guys. Uh, come by and uh, sign up. Fifty-nine dollars, not a bad, bad deal. Uh, all right, I want to cle- uh, squeeze in the classic three-way, but we only have two of us. So, uh, what do you think about uh, bringing in an old legend here to the show, Sean Rogers? What do you think, Sean? You want to come up and participate? Well, I suspected that this was going to happen, so I... I don't, I don't think As Sean, luck would have it, I grabbed a chair for him. <laughs> okay, and I don't think Sean has ever lost. I know he's... Sure he has? Um, he's about to lose today because I'm the champion, and I will... Here, you take this, Buck, otherwise our headphones will be out of sequence. So I'll give him number three. And uh, headphone number three, Sean Rogers, a regular of the show. He's here uh, live a lot of times, and he is the U.S. version of Rudy. <laughs> Rudy doesn't like that comparison. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Rudy doesn't like a lot of things, but I have electricity. That's right, and uh, you have Santa Claus, and Rudy it, has never actually seen the show live. It's true. He came up, and he did, he wasn't able to stay long enough to catch the whole to catch the show. Yeah. As much as he's a regular listener, and we appreciate it very much, he's actually never seen the show live, and Sean's seen it many times, many, many times, and he's been a champion of this. So it's have you, time. Have you been to Rudy's house? No. All right, no, no. you guys are even. There we go. Right now, it's time for the Classic Three-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, I have five questions and one tiebreaker if needed. And Sean had no idea that he was going to be on here, so he's done no homework to it, right? None. Right, Mr. Jonathan? I have no idea if he knew or he if this know. is a setup or any of it that. It's not a setup at all, but I, I just know that know I believe gonna, you. I know you're going to complain, and I think because. I'm reserving he, my right to complain. He's a former champion. Should he go in a guest? He should go first? Sure. Okay. August 11th, Joe Rogan is an American stand-up comedian, martial arts, sports commentator, and podcast host. Rogan began his career as a stand-up comedian in the Boston area, started working on the Ultimate Fighting Championships, the UFC, as an interviewer and color commentator. 
hosts several television shows, including Fear Factor and The Man Show. In 2009, he launched his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which has become one of the most popular podcasts available, downloaded 16 million times, which is a couple more than we have done here on Only Scarlet a couple. Army. Joe Rogan, born today, what year, Sean Rogers? 1967. 1967, he says, Ed Sullivan. 1970. 70. 1968. 68. For two points. Somebody has two points. Sean Rogers. Damn it. 67, two points. This is deja vu all over again. Ed Sullivan. Terry Bollet. Terry Bollet. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is an American retired professional wrestler, actor, television personality, entrepreneur, and musician. He is regarded as many as the greatest professional wrestler of all time. He's the most recognized wrestling star worldwide and the most popular wrestler, Hogan, enjoyed considerably mainstream popularity between as a face of the WWF in the WWE, Worldwide Wrestling Federation and Worldwide Entertainment. Born today, Hulk Hogan. What year? 1957. 57, he says. Uh, 59. 59. 53. 53. Somebody has two points. Sean Rogers. Are you friggin' kidding me? You guys cheated. <laughs> no cheating, and that's why I, I premised no, this, this to is, let you know. You premised it because you I cheated. I did not there cheat, is, and Sean did not cheat. You sent him an email. Nothing. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. There's no coercion. Nothing. What do you fake Mr. News. Jonathan? Steve Wozniak, often referred to by his nickname Woz, is Founded an American Apple. inventor, engineer, programmer, philanthropist, technology entrepreneur who co-founded Apple Computers. He and Apple co-founder Steve Jobs, widely regarded as the pioneers of personal computer revolution. Steve Wozniak, born today, what year, Mr. Jones? 1935. 35. Uh, 1950. 1950. I also had 1950. Good for you. Somebody has two points, and there's two people. You John Rogers and Ed Sullivan. This is some BS. Nice. I hope the listeners write in on this one because this is clearly a setup. It is, he's got I two points three times in a row. He's done this every single time. Because <laughs> you've cheated None. every I single time. Look, God. Steve over there is giggling because he's it's in on something. It's not true. It's not true. He saw the exchange. I swear to God. I swear to God. What more can I possibly say? Do you want him to go first? <laughs> it's his turn. It's his turn. <laughs> Sean Rogers. Michael Douglas talk show host from the Michael Douglas show the only white man to ever make me moist born in Chicago Illinois and born today what year uh, um, 1925 huh. and I'm not just doing this I had 1926 I'm not just doing this either I had 1947 wow, 1947 Somebody has two points. Not me. Sean Rogers. Uh, Get out. This is like the the Chuck leaving (laughs) nonsense. This is not. I swear to God. This is exactly like that. I swear to God. Where it came out afterwards that Chuck had been fed the answers. Chuck was fed the answers. This (laughs) This is not the case. 
It's eight to two to zero. There's one question left. <sighs> it's over to Ed Sullivan. Last question, Ed. We don't have to even do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And it's died on this day. Hmm. Mike Douglas, <laughs> talk show host from the Mike Douglas Show, born in Chicago, Illinois. The only white man to make me moist. <laughs> Mike Douglas died today. What year? 1982. 1982. 1997. 1989. He's thinking about it, so maybe you don't have two points. 97 was Ed Sullivan, who gets a point. That would be me. I said 97. It saved his soul. Save your soul. <laughs> it's 2006. Sean, eight. Ed Sullivan, two. Mr. Jonathan, one. And still the champion Sean because Rogers. Sean doesn't count. Sean does count. Yeah, he doesn't knew, count. He, he knew, won't be here next week. He so knew, He knew nothing. I'll be here. <laughs> he, he won't be on the show next week. Died this day. Robin Williams. Walking Mindy. Academy Award Best Supporting Actor for Goodwill Hunting. You know him. You love him. 2015. That's what I had. Yeah. 14. Damn it. We're all over. Mr. Sean Rogers, this is for you. You can add this to the other copy you already have. He does not have it. Sean, they don't believe it. So you have a photographic memory. How do you do do it? (laughs) Throwing darts. Really? Nothing at all? At least this time. (laughs) (laughs) Because he had no idea that he was coming. Yeah. Okay. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page. How about this? Next time I do it, you decide when he's going to come on. He's always here, and I do it every week. He comes on when we're missing a person. Well, sometime we'll... You knew in advance that we were missing Barry, so you were able to just print two copies. I did not. just say stuff. I would say if I did it. I didn't do it. He deserves every point he got, and he got it. It's amazing. He's amazing to me. He's Sean Rogers. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. <sighs> I guess I'll save the mailbag for next week. It's all right. It's pretty amazing. Um, Perdomo Small Batch. I put it down. I'm going to have to relight it, I think. Final thought on it. It lasted almost a whole hour for me. It was down to the end. Well, you're still smoking. Mine's so it's an hour long. Yeah. Get an hour out of this. Probably get three out of the uh, big boy for less than the price. It'll get more. This is uh, a long time. This is like if you could if you could taste popcorn popping. I get the taste like the aroma of popcorn popping. I think I'm taking next week off. <laughs> we'll talk about you when you're gone. I don't care about you dying <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> well, as Jonathan knows, I'm good for at least two boxes of these per month. So it's yes. a regular thing for you. Regular, right in the yeah. rotation. This is your size. This is your. This is a little milder than your normal. That's Sullivan the, smokes everything. Yeah, a little milder than I would normally go to. Do you, but you ever do the sun grown on it? I have. Yeah. Uh, this is the one. This I is think the one. It's the best. Okay. Okay. I like it very much up my alley. I'd like it a little bigger. A little thicker, a little bigger. They use the small leaves on this. I yeah. don't know if they can make them bigger. Yeah. Anyway, good job. They make a Cameroon every once in a while, and that's it. So that's it for uh, No Barry Stein Show. 
And uh, I think we did okay, right? I think we nailed it. We'll wait for Barry to give us uh, his report He ain't even going to listen to nah. it. Next week, it's the Davidoff celebration, 50-year celebration of Davidoff. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, there's no question you've learned nothing in the last two hours. So always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.